There's too many homelosers, too many trimmers, but I like to watch them for Rotten Treasure. Hello. Welcome to Rotten Treasure. We watch Shaun of the Dead. I'm your host, Jim O'Donnell, and with me as always is the other host, Kai Bobby. Hi, Jim. Hi, Kai. How are you? Good. Really good. Can I tell you some good news? Uh, Sure. Okay, so I had to talk to a transfer advisor for college, and they were like, hey, you got these old-ass credits that totally shouldn't transfer. And they're like, what if I gave you 48 of them, and college took you only half the time you thought it would? So I get to go back to school in the fall. It's going to take me like two and a half years at most uh, to graduate. Graduate? I got it already. Uh, And then I might go to grad school, because I'm just like, fucking it. Like, why not just keep rolling? Um, So I think I'm going to do that. That's a lot of school. That's awesome. I'm going to do a lot of school. Um, I'm excited. So, yeah, that's dope. That's my news. How are you? Uh, good. Uh, I'll bring in uh, other exciting news, which is we have a guest today. Good. He's the founder of Crossroads Comedy Theater and the creator slash director of such shows as Study Hall, comedy inspired by lectures, and not yet rated, an, un- an improvised uh, movie. It's Mike Marback. Hello. Hello. <laughs> yeah, we don't have sound effects. We're not that podcast. So yeah, it's either that it's it's little blues cluesy or that. It's there it is. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Looking forward oh. to the chat to the chat. It's one of my favorite movies. No, that's the thing, is I love it when someone uh like goes for the option um that we give them, like it has a specific one. So right away I want to know why did you want to do this movie out of all the movies we gave you? Uh Sean, that's one of my favorite movies. Uh, I love the genre, uh, the horror genre. Uh, people that are in Philly, anybody listening that's familiar with um, local comedy stuff knows that every Halloween I I have big things that I do, whether uh, it's a sketch or a variety or improv, like Naya Rated, as you mentioned, does a Halloween show. Um, I'm just a huge fan of the horror, horror stuff. Uh, and even to the drilling down a little bit further, zombies. Mm-hmm. As the as the subgenre, I've I've been obsessed with the with zombie movies for as long as I can remember. Uh, the it kind of goes back to I don't remember. It was, I think it was Return of the Living Dead Two, which oh, was okay. in itself kind of a horror comedy. There's like one of those goofy goofy ones. It wasn't like Night of the Living Dead like George Romero's. This one was had a little bit more humor to it uh, and more gross out kind of stuff. Um, but I remember that it gave me nightmares, uh, and I always had this consistent nightmare. One of the, you know, I don't know if you ever have recurring nightmares, things that uh, just keep happening and happen the same in a dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would happen with me, and I was always under attack by by zombies, uh, and I would always be hiding under the table. But even it never deterred me. <laughs> you know, it was like even though it was night- nightmares, um, I loved zombie films. Uh, and my dad raised me on uh, zombie films and horror films. So when this came out, I saw it in theaters twice. Um, and the thing I love about it is that it's it's a zombie movie. It's not a parody. Uh, it is straight up paying homage to mm-hmm. to the to the genre. It's not trying to make make fun of it. Uh, it's using the the things that make the genre good and exploring them in a different way. So if you're any improvisers that are listening, it's kind of like the second beat 
of yeah. a real zombie film. So you, you have like your Night of the Living Dead, which is your grounded first beat sort of scene. And then you have your second beat, which would be something like Shaun of the Shaun of the Dead. Uh, so just it, it's super smart. Uh, the performances were were fantastic. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, I watch it at least once a year, usually on Halloween, oh, uh, yeah. which I did just this past past year. Uh, but if I'm going through uh I don't have cable anymore, but I have different apps on Roku that have live uh, programs. Programs. What am I? Ninety has, has <laughs> live, <laughs> uh, live stories, uh, live uh, television shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I if I'm going through and I see Shaun of the Dead in there, I'll I'll stop and it's one of the only things that I'll stop and stop and watch like that. Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Seinfeld. If it happens, although I watch. Anybody else that knows me is I watch Seinfeld all the time. Follow me on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Usually between the hours of 10 p.m. and 12 a.m., I'm tweeting about Seinfeld because that's what I'm that's what I'm doing with my life. Um, if thank you, you for the, search thank you for the quote of the episode yeah. already. <laughs> <laughs> if you search Twitter at Mike Marbach hashtag Seinfeld, you're just going to get a shit nice. ton of Seinfeld takes. Um, but yeah, back to Shaun of the Dead. It's just an all around fantastic movie that is in itself it stands alone as a comedy as a horror as a horror comedy as a zombie film so it hits every note perfectly to me what something i really like about it is um the way that it's a comedy movie rather than like a lot of times uh comedies will come out and they're vehicles for the for the stars a lot of times it's them to be like oh just say funny things uh but they don't really intertwine the jokes in with the with like the story of the movie or like how shots are composed it's a lot of like like uh over the shoulder back back and forth kind Mm -hmm. of stuff this is a a lot of a lot of the jokes are very physical they're very like uh uh like they play around with the frame i was gonna say a lot of the jokes are just like really heightened in the editing like it's Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. amazing one of my favorites is um that there's that part where Sean has to he has to look over a fence, so he climbs up a ladder. <laughs> yeah, it's so and good. then they don't even cut. They, he he just climbs back down and goes okay. <laughs> yeah, each little it, step. It's really just two steps. Yeah, yeah. He takes two steps up. Yeah, comes back down, and then it like zoom, yeah. and then it shows all the zombies. It was like oh, perfect. Every bit of that was so funny, and I mm-hmm. it, they could have ruined that in many different ways, and they mm-hmm. didn't, which was what's great about it. Yeah. Uh, also in. Along those lines, the scene where they're in the house looking out and he looks through the mouse slot and he's like, oh, it looks like the coast is clear. And then he like turns his head and there's like all the zombies are like, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I love that joke. Oh, there they are. Um, one yeah. of my favorites was, I don't know why it caught me off so off guard, was just the soccer ball right to his face. Um, mm-hmm. Such a good, like, I love the soccer ball kid. I think he might be my favorite zombie. Now, I'll have to rethink that. <laughs> yeah. I'll let you know and, at the end of the episode, but he, he's up there. Uh, that's I thought that a, was, was great. That's another kind of improv sort of thing. And I'm sorry if, I, I, it, you know, you can take the, the instructor out of the classroom, I guess. Oh, um, but you can't take the improv out. Uh, Mike, if you want to just give us free classes right now, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just going back to what I was saying before, like about the first beat, second beat sort of thing. You have the first time that he goes through his daily routine and he goes to the food, the the bodega, gets goes through the motions and then goes back. And then you have the second beat of that when it's mm-hmm. it's like this, but now they're zombies. 
yeah. uh, all of those people and the different different things there, and him slipping on the blood and getting kicked with the the soccer ball. I'll kill yep. you, you know, in those sorts of moments. Uh, so the and comedy the throughout is just thing. so smart. Yeah, you got red yeah, on same, your same things. That, I mean, that yeah. callback <laughs> you, was you really got red great. On you. Yeah, you got yeah. red on you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's such little tiny things. Um, I, yeah, there's also they're so the, smart. <laughs> thinking of it through the lens of because uh, last time I saw this, I, I did not do improv. Uh, but seeing it through the lens of improv at this point, uh, they take the zombies dead serious. Mm-hmm. Like you, like mm-hmm. you were saying, no, there's no jokes with the zombies of like, oh, this is a zombie. That's a goofy zombie. It's all very dead serious. They're all supposed to be scary. Mm-hmm. They're all supp- they're all just zombies. And then the farce is uh, the way, like the way the characters almost don't care, but do care, but mm-hmm. they don't care. <laughs> yeah. And there's, I mean, it's almost Zom rom-com, uh, too, because yeah. you have the the subplot of him trying to get his, um, uh, his girlfriend back. Uh, just all played very authentically uh, oh. is what makes it all so the, the heart of it. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. The, and the, the heart the, of the performances. Movie. He's got a, the, the he's one got a sh- after. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to take us on a tangent. <laughs> uh, the performances are. The other thing that strengthen it, uh, and not and not just the the goofiness, uh, the goofy ones that are there, um, um, like Ed or uh, Sean, for that matter, um, but the father-in-law, yep. uh, Philip, Philip, oh. um, who's I can't. What's his name? Bill Nye. Yeah, I, one of the great actors uh, appears in a bunch of uh, British television shows, and and I think he's also in what was it? Is it Blade or Underworld? I think he's he appears in. <laughs> oh, no I'll look it up. It's it, it's one of. The, I think he's in. I think it's Underworld. Uh, but anything he's going to to be in, he just adds a level of like um, what's the gravitas? Yeah. Gravitas to to the role. So it's filled with people, not just character actors, but just great oh, actors. It was that Underworld. lift this up into something that is above parody. He he got me with one word. He just said why when he was going to get hit on the head, like why? clubbed out. <laughs> and I was like, genius, Oscar. <laughs> mm-hmm. Give it to him. Yeah, no. Uh, I thought the, I also got a little like choked up, like in the car scene. Like yeah. the, you know, I, when that's he admits a, uh, that he, that he really felt like he was his father, not just his yeah, stepfather. Yeah. yeah, that's, a, yeah. I, I mean, was, I was hard on you because I loved you and I expected more and mm-hmm. all those things. And as he's, as he's turning. Yeah. Yeah. No, this this is a movie uh, that I can see myself hopping into. When you mentioned like like see if you saw it on you you'd have to like you could easily stick with it. Feel that hard. Like every there's every little scene. I'm just like, oh yes, this scene. Oh yes, this scene. Um, Even uh, Kai, you have behind you the scene where they're throwing oh, yeah. the uh, the, records. Mm-hmm. the records. Every time I think about this movie is them going through the records and going, uh, 1999. No, sign of the times. Yeah. No. Soundtrack There's, to Batman, yes. <laughs> What's the one that he stuck up for? That like they, he kind of is like I liked it. Um, something roses. I had it. I took it down. I can't remember what what oh, it was. Oh man, I can't remember. Oh, I don't remember either. Oh, you didn't know there was going to be a quiz, Mike? No, no, no. It was not good in school. Albums. <laughs> it was. It was the. It was like common. Uh, it was like is there a common Sade? Album. Oh. Three, two, one, and we're back. Uh, hey, everybody. What a great commercial we just listened to. It's totally not a reason to stall while I find this answer. I don't know why you did that as if, like, I don't know why you did that and then stalled. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You want me to go back to a commercial? 
Let's do another commercial. Jim, what's the bias time with a fake commercial? Go. Um, oh, crap. Uh, do you need calcium in your life? Buy uh, milk. That's a yeah. got milk commercial. They got got milk commercials. <laughs> That's good. Did yeah, I, have I, don't, I don't like there? milk. <laughs> oh, it was the Stone Roses. It was the Stone Roses, mm. the, the common album. And you know oh, what? Yeah. Mm. Everybody look that album up on Spotify or just buy it. You know, go out and really support the film. Yeah. Just a really fun ways to go because they the way that they discover like he whips the the one record uh and it kind of kind of hits her and it's right after they say on the news uh by removing the head or destroying the brain and then they just kind of grab the grab the records toaster through (laughs) yeah yeah what was everything what what was your favorite thing that they they threw uh Probably the crate, like after they were already. I was going to say that was a basket for me, yeah, because it's yes. so far off. Like they just lofted it over; it was nowhere near their face. Yeah, and it's such a ridiculous way to go about doing those things. But I can see, like in the in that moment, you find something that okay, this made contact. Yeah, let's let's go about doing that. Um, but just get something big and smash <laughs> and smash them in the head. No, but the first thing they go for is like silverware. They're like, oh, get, let's get yeah. spoons. That's mm-hmm. probably going to be the that's probably the best way to take them out. Mm-hmm. I yeah. also like um, the the television as a way to give information. Yeah. The way they do that is very funny because mm-hmm. they flip in through the channels and it's like yeah. uh, <laughs> my favorites when they uh, um, it's the Smiths singing uh, about mm-hmm. uh, panic, on panic on the in the streets, streets of, of London. London. Yeah. Mm hmm. It's very funny the way that they they use the TV to perfectly tell them exactly the right information they need exactly that time. It's a very a very meta joke that works the way what they do it. You don't think it would time out to the perfectly to be like, make no attempt to reach loved ones. You know, that's casual, like mm-hmm. a thing you say <laughs> on the news. <laughs> One of them was like, how do we how do we kill these things? And then exactly right then, it's like the only way to kill them is to destroy the brain or separate yeah. the head. That's perfect. Yeah, no, I love and- it. Even that is kind of interesting in, in the way that they do it, because as he's listening to to that, he's kind of flipping through and he's looking across the street at a zombie uh, who mm-hmm. is kind of like going sw- slashing at the birds. So he's distracted from the news about the zombies because he's looking at like what's happening across the street. So it's just funny. And and he's talking about the, the different channel packages <laughs> at, the, at the same time. <laughs> I mean, I'd be yeah. caught up, too, because my brain was like, is he going to eat that bird? <laughs> like, I was absolutely distracted as well. That man was fascinating. Yeah. And I, that part always – I'm curious how that business worked because I, I worked at Red Crest Fried Chicken for the better part of 15 years between Philadelphia, Indianapolis, Chicago. Mm-hmm. And we we would sell – we would have partnerships with – uh, a punk burger and you would kind of sign them up for uh, a punk burger uh, or just kind of basically partner. You would have a, a, a rep from uh, a punk burger in the store. Uh, but it's not something that we would you know, go through a package of like this is what you're what you're doing. So I was just curious about what business if, the, if it's like that in England. Mm. That's something that only I give a shit about. I think. No, 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 there's <laughs> listeners. We at least one of them. <laughs> yeah, one other former. Red Crest Fried Chicken employee. It's like, yeah, I always wondered about that too. Um, 
I think oh, I'm yeah. trying to actually I don't know why you got me thinking about this, but uh, I'm trying to think of Red Crest Fried Chicken be a decent place to like. I don't I love that. I want to go there in a zombie apocalypse like that. I'm like, they got video games. That's cool. <laughs> At least. Not much else. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. Comfortable. Like, do they have a couple like a seating area, you know, like in the, like with chairs? Yeah. The newer kinda. ones for sure. Yeah. Yeah. They have that room that you can test out the audio equipment. <laughs> yeah, they, you, have, you have controlled access although it's usually just like with uh, a lot of zombie films there's that large window uh so you'd have to do some some work you got to pull that gate across you got to get a whole, probably a whole bunch of flat screen tvs pile them up against the, the window <laughs> so these zombies can't see in and then you got to deal with the um emergency exits but obviously you set the TVs up so they're still working and facing towards you because <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> you, you want a multifunctional um bunker yeah. Yeah, I mean that's the way. Absolutely. I oh, no, I, I th- thought of it the opposite way, where they uh, they're facing outwards so that people so that the zombies go by and they're just like, mm, nah, that's just a football game, and keep going on. <laughs> oh, big mistake, big mistake, because that the the motion and the lights and any sound, if you have the sound up, is just going to draw in more, and they're going right. to be pushing pushing through. And if it's a super big screen, yeah. how how are these zombies going to know if it's a real person or not? I mean, I've seen my cat be too aggressive with an iPad just over like a little fake fish video. So <laughs> I don't want to see yeah. that with a zombie. You know, I, I don't see that going well. Yeah, no, you, you, they would crash right through. I've actually thought about this and my old one is too far away from me now. It's in Avon, Massachusetts. If anyone's listening near there, go to Red Crest Fried Chicken because it's right next to a, uh, a punk burger. And they're liter- like you can put a. Like a think like maybe ten feet. You could jump. You could jump from building to building easy. Um, and I think, <laughs> am I Spider Man? <laughs> I mean, either that or like you could definitely find some plywood that just happened to be in one of those buildings. I don't know. Red Crest Fried Chicken has something you can put over that that you can get yeah. from place to place. But I'm like, all right, food, shelter, perfect. Um, I don't know. I, I also uh, a punk burger just feels like if I did have to die. What a weird place to die. Uh, it's already confusing as it is to get out. Like, uh, You got yeah. food. You got a lot of horse meat, boss. <laughs> For how long, though? I don't know how long those last. I, I assume <laughs> they come in frozen, to be honest. So I think that you might have them for like... I think meatballs last for like a year in the freezer. Ooh. I shouldn't... I, this is a public podcast, and I shouldn't just say <laughs> those things. Yeah. Uh, a punk burger. is huge. Like that would that would be a tough space to make. That would be a community. Safe, yeah. Yeah. That oh, would be yeah. that would be its own community on the Walking <gasps> Dead. I'd be. I love that. Uh, of course, I'd share, Mike. What are you talking about? I wasn't gonna be selfish with it. I wasn't gonna just go there <laughs> by myself and, <laughs> and hold down both. Of course not. Yeah, that would be tough. There was a um, what did I just watch? Uh, what show was it? Oh, Why the Last Man on FX. Okay. Oh, I know. And, I've read some of the comic. Yeah. Um, and there was one of their. Forts. One of theirs was like an old big box uh, retail store. It was. It looked like some kind of Red Crest fried chicken uh, or uh, a punk burger kind of place. And I, I realize now that this is a very corporate big box uh, podcast that we, we, were, we were shouting out. <laughs> <laughs> Red Crest fried chicken. Uh, a punk burger. Let's do it. Uh, uh, let's get a couple different companies. Jim, let me give you one. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was. I was I get any co- the I'll, just, man. I'll put a company over. This is for. This is for Red Crest Fried Chicken. Like a small business that you want to give a shout out to. That's not a small business. Oh, um, no, give me one and I'll put it over. Red Crest Fried Chicken. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, 
I always said Rap Shack. No, that's Rap Shack. Yeah, that's a that is a small business. Rap Shack. Like three locations. Mike, you got a small business you want to give a shout out to that I could put over Red Crest Fried Chicken. Uh, Red Crest Fried Chicken on Pass Young Avenue. Nice. And that covers Mm -hmm. Red Crest Fried Chicken. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You said Uh, a punk burger once. So now I need one more. (laughs) Oh, crap. Um, uh, A punk burger. I just, yeah, you know what? So close to where Red Crest is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was very confusing. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. I did that. I edited that. So um, we're going to keep it that way. Because I don't want to undo all that editing. And uh, yeah, we're going to make a game out of it. Um, Come at us on social media. I don't know why I made it sound so threatening. Come at us on social media, everybody. Uh, Tell us what you think each one of these small businesses was supposed to be. And uh, we won't answer you. So anyways, check out these podcasts. Throw on your Jinkas, Baby Tees, and Doc Martens, grab your Lisa Frank Trapper Keeper, and join Jackie and Danielle on a journey to the late 90s as we reminisce about the movies of our youth on the No More Late Fees podcast. Don't forget your flannel and butterfly clips. And remember, be kind and rewind. Childhood. Remember that? You could walk down the street. You could get an ice cream cone. You could go to school. You could do homework for five hours and then lament about the fact that you're wasting your youth. Hi, I'm Ross. I'm the host of Kid Flicks. It's the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. We've covered more than 150 different movies, including all four of the Shrek movies, including Shrek 2, which we reviewed in two different episodes. Definitely give us a listeny listeny and subscribe wherever you get podcasts, unless you get podcasts from that creepy guy down the street don't let him open his trench coat there's no podcasts in there but seriously give us a listen won't you kid flicks it's a podcast hey everybody kai bobby here the other host uh i am here with the captain's long shout out it is from uh, our dear friend crimson he is incredibly kind and has told me to use this promotion slot to promote my cat's GoFundMe. Uh, my poor little buddy Oliver unfortunately had to have a surgery a little while back, and uh, those medical bills, uh, they, they really rack up. So if you got a couple extra bucks, go ahead and check out that GoFundMe link. It is in the description. Uh, yeah, that would be awesome. Thank you. Crimson, you're amazing. Let's get back to the show, everybody. Yeah. Uh, just follow the the band that's constantly working its way through our episodes. <laughs> oh, it's been very helpful. It's the um, which is the uh, by the way, Mike. That's the uh, the Elmo band uh, goes through. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I used to live. Uh, right now, I'm in Indiana. For anybody that is um, keeping track of where everybody lives, uh, <laughs> I'm, in Indi- I'm in Indiana. I'm untouchable unless you have uh, Midwestern <laughs> listeners. Yeah. Uh, and got a few. Uh, they do not. They do not come through through my neighborhood. But when I was living in Philly, uh, I was in the uh, Newbold. You know, they keep trying to make that neighborhood a thing, um, right around Fifteenth and and more. And they would come through quite quite frequently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we actually had. I directed a team called The Future, and they for our final show as a regular regular team, they had the Elmo Band at the theater at the Adrian. At just about midnight, because it was the only time that time slot was was available, and I was the artistic director, and I was the, that was the one I gave them. Uh, but it was like eleven o'clock on a Friday or Saturday night, I can't remember which, and 
the Elmo band, Caitlin Corkery got them to lead the future out to kind of like play them off the stage. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was so massively loud. So, so loud. And then they <sighs> marched up the street to O'Shea's at the time. Mm. Uh, shout out to a closed small business. And mm. uh, they continued to play for the next 20, 25 minutes or so close to midnight on a Friday night in Rittenhouse Square. We got away with it. That's amazing. That's yeah, it was a good time. It's funny. Uh, Kai and I had joined uh, Philly Improv after the future had finished their uh, finished their time there. Uh, uh, David and Chris Kristen was leaving around the time that we mm-hmm. we started to show up, but we still heard about that from everyone in the community. They were like, "Oh, you should have seen the last future show that they had the Elmo band. It was so exciting." <laughs> yeah, I got I don't know. Time. I don't know why I have to brag about this moment. Jim, were you at the show where um, Kristen got a haircut sideways on a block? <laughs> she just she just laid down show. and went, one haircut, please. <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Uh, plus, also, anybody who uh, rests, like, horizontally on, like, a stage block for that long for a haircut, like, that's a lot of work. <laughs> that did not look comfortable at all. Um, yeah. Ugh. Are- yeah, Kristen... We'll find ways to do weird shit in in a show. Yeah. Uh, usually, she'll find a way for someone to pick her up and do it. <laughs> pick her <laughs> yeah. up for some reason. Uh, carry her, carry her on her sho- on their shoulders. Yeah, I want yeah, I want other people to carry me around because it's exhausting moving around the stage. I'm just gonna say that at this point, I, I had a hard time being a piston recently because my knees hurt. Um, mm. So, and and. <laughs> My classmates heard my knees crack, so they felt for Ooh. me. And at one point, I was just like, my, my springs hurt. <laughs> everyone just felt it so real with me yeah. that someone cut the scene. I was like, thank you. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to do this anymore. Oh, that's, I got to really understand that it's okay to end your own scenes. Oh, God. It, that oh. is... I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not using this as a way to uh, get back to the movie, but this is something I, I we talked about this with the movie. But with improv, the things that I remember most are the uh, scenes that like are visually very funny to watch. Mm-hmm. Like I still have burned in my memory one time. Um, uh, this was a, a dream tank show and they were in a court and then everyone stood on a table, which was a, a, a box at a, at a, the Adrian Theater. Um, they stood on a table and then everyone carried them away. And I can still picture John Plester, like gesturing out to the crowd, like, thank you. Thank you. I am the judge. Thank you. And it, 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 it's a very funny vision in my mind that I'm always impressed that improvisers can do and not just do like an 11 scene of just two people standing there. Yeah, you can, you can be funny talking, uh, but it's more fun to watch someone showing funny. Uh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like that's why I need to take an, uh, I don't know. You know what? I need to clown around more people with more people like and uh, do silly bits that are just no words. Um, I think I just that's something I've lost in the pandemic for the most part is just being around people and just like seeing somebody else and being like, did you just see that shit without saying, did you just see that shit? Um, I miss like 10 feet conversations with friends where you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah same thing. Fuck this person mm-hmm. or like, <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> all right, maybe don't go the mean route, but more of just like, <laughs> did you see that dog? Mm-hmm. Like that telepathic conversation. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and I, 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 I'm so grateful that I've been taking classes out here. I've been going to taking classes at Huge with Jill Bernard, uh, and they've been really fun um, because I missed being able to have um, those little quiet bits, or even like when you, you, when you share a joke together in, from the audience uh, with someone else is something I miss tremendously. Is just being along someone mm-hmm. else who saw something genius with you. Yeah. Um, oh. I, I'm not sure I realized you were out there. Yes, Jim um, and I are that you were out there. Now, yeah, yeah. Uh, look up Daniel Jacket. Okay, uh, out there. He also has a, a podcast. I'll plug that real quick. Total Totes Recall. Cool. Where they watch a movie that they haven't watched in a, a very, very long time, or that may have getting this wrong. They are very drunk and they try to recall the the plot and talk <laughs> talk through it. Um, that's it's something like that. But check it out. And he's also an improviser. Awesome. Um, uh, I think he per- still performs at at huge. So I should. Check him out. I probably have seen like this is the thing. I, I've seen so many of these people, and the names are hard. Uh, if you sure. don't keep, if I don't keep going to shows regularly, it's hard to really get to know everybody. There's just a lot of, of people that I see on stage. I'm like, that's the funny person I saw last week. Um, one oh, person. Yeah. You don't have when when we first started. Kai had me to do that because I would. I would see people and go, okay, that person's really funny. I'm going to see if I can find them on Facebook. I'm not going to add them, but I'm going to see if I can find them just so I know their name. And right. that was just how we got to know everyone's name that way. Yeah. I and awkwardly we... did know one person because I'm also a house cleaner out here, and we clean for one of the improvisers. So mm. I'm like, this is weird. I've cleaned your house. Like, like keep, <laughs> keep being a tree. We're you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've seen your toilet. Yeah, exactly. That's an intimate thing. I don't want to see the toilets of my uh, fellow improv gods. You know what I mean? Like, that's not mm-hmm. that's not where I'm at in life. Oh. Yeah, really, really brings them down to earth. <laughs> they poo, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, Jim and I definitely fangirled out super hard when we got to Philly because there was so many wonderful performers, uh, which we've been lucky to have on this podcast, um, that, like, sadly seemed everyone was just like, and I'm leaving real quick, and I'm leaving real quick. And not, like, everybody, yeah. but, like, um, I mean, heck, I'm gone, you know. I'm so sorry, yeah. y'all. I took the genius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gone. I ruined it, back, y'all. Though. I go I go to and from. I just haven't been back to Philly yet yeah. this year. Crossroads isn't doing too much in the way of shows. Um, mm-hmm. Also, it's expensive <laughs> to to yes. go back and forth and stay there and, and all the stopping at Red Crest Fried Chicken on Pass Young Avenue. Nice. Um, <laughs> So it's not the best use of personal funds or or business funds for that matter. But I want to do it. I want to come back every second. I was able to go back for Halloween. What a wonderful time! Was able to to be there for Jim's birthday um, as a yes, surprise. It was great to see you. Nice. Um, but yeah, it, it has to cost money to go places, and yeah. it's not even just it's not even just the cost of going. It's the cost of not being where you're supposed to be doing the things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the cost of, well, I'm not working right now, uh, and I could be making some money doing that. Yeah, but and the I money can't. stops when I stop the working. Yeah. I had COVID, and all I could think was like, oh, I really wish I should just go hang out with people right now. I haven't seen in a while. I got all this free time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, nobody wanted me to come hang, so including the airport. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> so I just hung up on myself for a week. It's not a big deal. Oh, no. Uh, Jim, how's your COVID? Are you still COVIDing? Oh, I just tested negative today, actually. Congrats. Welcome back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very excited to be back. You tested yeah. negative like two or three days ago or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sorry, no, but I... we had uh, we both had COVID around the same time. Is that like sympathy COVID? I think so. I had it first. 
I had it first. I did. Yeah. <laughs> Which is rare that I'm the cool one, you know, in the scenario who gets to do it first. <laughs> you know, Jim's the host. I'm the other host. It's just it was an honor to get something first. I made a joke yeah. because we called each other at some point when Kai had COVID. And I was like, haha, I'm probably going to get COVID. Then I got COVID like the next day. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Kai, I got COVID. <laughs> Self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I have, to the best of my knowledge, not gotten it. Uh, there are two times in the last six months where I thought I might have. Uh, but I tested multiple times each time I thought. And they've all come up negative. So I also am on a drug that kind of suppresses my immune system a bit, mm-hmm. uh, which makes it easier for me to get normal things like a cold mm. um so that's what i'm guessing i i've had over the last few few months uh now the one thing did either of you lose your sense of taste or smell we were just talking no. about that before we uh we got you in no neither one of us actually yeah because that's the only thing not that i want to get covid but i i said this to, to other people that i talked to about this not that i want covid mm. but if i did get it i'd probably never eat more healthier healthy in my life uh, mm-hmm. because I eat like garbage right. because I don't like the taste of a lot of foods. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like if I got COVID, I, I'd be like, oh yeah, give me all oh, the lettuce. Give me the kale in there. Get me everything. Yeah. And my body would be like, whoa, what's going on? <laughs> what's happening? I ate just because so, of the COVID. I say ate so unhealthy because I had to drink a lot of Gatorade for the electrolytes. Sure. And Gatorade has so many calories in it that I, I was like, I'm just eating like normal, but with an extra 500 calories of uh, Gatorade every day. Yeah. Man. Uh, I was yeah. no thanks. <clears throat> I was very scared to lose sense of taste and smell because uh, I'm not going to say who it is, but we, we all know someone who lost their uh, smell and taste and then it came mm. back wrong. And that is a thing that does happen to a couple of people. Yeah comes and that back was wrong scary yeah like a, uh if i remember the like Facebook things post, smell like like sewage it, ooh. Was the oh it comes back bad right yeah. okay because like, like when you said comes back wrong i was i was thinking like apple smells like chicken oh i would love that uh, yeah, yeah like, but or like, like yeah wouldn't it be great if broccoli like smelled like bacon yeah that'd be fantastic <laughs> yeah but like kind of like that uh, that's terrible for this particular person it was like uh they said garlic taste it like sewage so they could no longer put garlic anything oh, and so sucks garlic people is, that like garlic yeah <laughs> garlic yeah, is in everything no uh, yeah i would hate that yeah yeah that's that 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 is absolutely terrible and that's the, the other thing is like yes welcome back to covid talk um <laughs> hey we're talking but, about the, it, pandemics you know zombies yeah. it's it's it's, sure, in there. it's all relevant <laughs> yeah uh the the thing like yes there is a whole lot of people that got covid that didn't know it. There's a whole lot of people that got COVID and recovered just fine and didn't have uh, bad symptoms. But right. there's also nearly a million people that got it pretty fucking bad. And yeah. then people who got it, like you're talking about, who are going to have lasting effects from it. Maybe not permanent, but long lasting. The long COVID is what they're they're calling it. There was a MMA fighter who got it uh, early on, like 2020. Uh, oh, early and- doctor. Yeah, he he like he was in the hospital for like six months, lost a Damn. ton of weight. He, he was he was one of the heavyweights, too. So like mm. when he went, to, he went down to like a like I not I don't know what the weight class is, but he went down way down. And it was very it was very sad to see. Sure. Just imagine yeah, it's just shocking for as mm-hmm. much as it's shocking for you. It's probably incredibly not well. It's just shocking for them. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm people get 
continue to get vaccinated, yes. boosted, and we get no more variants. Otherwise, we are going to see ourselves in a Shaun of the Dead like <laughs> situation. Mean, okay, so that yeah. was kind of interesting. Was seeing that part, like specifically the scene you had mentioned, where he goes down the street and then he and then they do the second beat of that, and seeing just nobody on the street and being like, "Oh, this looks a little familiar now." Like that, mm-hmm. I actually, I actually feel this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When I went, uh, I had mentioned that I'm in Indiana and I traveled back to Philly. When I first went back to Philly, because I moved into Indiana uh, October of 2020. And the first time I went back was our first live shows for Crossroads in June of 2021. And you would have thought. Yes. Uh, and it was very depressing <laughs> going back to <laughs> going back to Philly because it looked the things were boarded up. Yep. Still mm-hmm. like downtown looked as if there was a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. No one was really out still at that time, although that was still at the time where it was those five weeks where COVID was over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody was like, hey, we graduated the pandemic. Throw your masks up Woo! in the air. We were getting yeah. zero weekly cases for a little for a yeah. little while in Philly. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. wild. And everybody was it was the uh, you know, happy days are here again. Uh, and then a few weeks after that, uh, we had more variants. Um, right. The point is that, yeah, it, it it was it's surreal when you when I went when I went back and seeing it, it did look like a very Shaun of the Dead sort of situation. Yeah, I think I think the only other time that I've ever like seen or like felt that way about it being like where it felt off was I worked in Times Square and I remember my first shift getting out at like two or three a.m. and like looking at Times Square and being like, this is not right. <laughs> like I mm-hmm. could have seen a tumbleweed and I was like, this is weird. <laughs> Oh, where did um, all the humans go? <laughs> what's that? Uh, twenty-eight days later. Uh, yeah. They. Oh yeah. They the way they shot those scenes was they just woke up at London and shot them at four in the morning because oh, really? nobody was around. Yeah. Yeah, and this movie because you have when you're talking about zombies, you have different types of zombies. Yeah. Twenty-eight days later, different type of of zombies than Shaun of the Dead. Like Shaun of the Dead. I think is a very, very different movie if it had that type of more like quicker, oh, yeah, more no. violence, like ravenous sort of sort of zombies. I think it makes it more interesting considering like the idea of zombies is like the, the fear of it is that they don't stop. It's it's the it they overcome eventually. Uh, and it's not that it comes at you like that's its own fear. It, it's fine. But like when you watch the original like Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead, it's very like it will overwhelm you no matter what you do at, mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah, it's just I, the numbers. I, I, I think I like <laughs> being more fascinated by like someone's fear, like uh, whatever. Not so much. their f- Yes, their fear of zombies is interesting, but like just their fear in and of itself, like their relationship with fear is what I'm more interested. In. I want to be able to get a character that I'm like, oh, OK, I understand and give a shit about this person being fearful. Um, and obviously, I, everyone felt that way about David in this movie, right? Oh, uh, we all David- heartbroken when he got ripped apart. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Standing by the window, inviting arms to come in and grab him. After- um sincerely trying to murder uh sean yeah <laughs> yeah no he yeah. such a well played like kudos to that actor yeah uh because he played that part so well i hate his guts yeah very good i hate that character so fucking much <laughs> yeah um yeah uh, and all the all those zombie movies have that person 
Yeah, they yeah. all have the weasel. Yeah, the well, uh, the Night of the Living Dead, I remember, was the old man. Mm-hmm. Like, someone who's just constantly mucking up all the plans. Yeah. They all have somebody who is in it for themselves. Uh, or somebody that has some... They were there for some other reason, and it's an ulterior motive sort of yeah. deal. Uh, but the way that this guy played it and the way that he was written... Uh, was just a piece of shit. <laughs> He's like, he I'm cared about no one. Person. There's not yeah. a single person he gives. He was just gonna like bl- the insensitivity of being like, I'm just gonna murder your mom. Why are you making it a big deal? I'm just gonna, sh- mm-hmm. yeah, I understand like you know that she's becoming a zombie, but I need to murder her right now before she's a zombie. Oh my god. Yeah, this know. movie has so many little subplots to it and levels to characters that yeah. a movie like this has no right having (laughs) that's how i feel actually going into this watching the second time i was like you have no right to make me be this engaged (laughs) yeah and to have it all work so well yeah uh where you have david's character the piece of shit the weasel uh who is in love with liz yeah uh and he's with um what's your face i can't remember the name now i mean i think that's Uh, part of the movie i think they (laughs) oh i call her dawn because that's what she is in the office that's what she is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you didn't think of Jim, who's also from The Office that was in this movie? Or uh, the <laughs> Martin Jim? Freeman, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but he's in, he's in love with her. Mm-hmm. She knows it. Like, all of this stuff is going on. And you see it. And then it all starts coming to a head. Not just the, the zombie stuff, but, like, when they're in the thick of, of things, still still dealing with all of that. And every small thing from him smoking. Uh, and her wanting him to be a better person and the reservations uh, and his relationship with his his father. Like everything is so insanely well balanced in this movie yeah. that is about a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, her finding it's the her crazy. flowers, her flowers mm-hmm. when she found them, that <laughs> yeah. made me so happy. Like that warmed my me. heart. Yeah. I don't know all, like who that actor is. Um it's funny because I keep wanting to say all of these are like one of a kind, but that's even a bit they did in the movie where they literally had like their doppelgangers walk by them, and I thought that oh, was just kiss, such a yeah. brilliant thing. Because I was like, it's, yeah, it's yeah, stunt doubles. Well, I love it because like there, I was like, there's no asshole like David. And I'm like, oh no, literally the other team had one too. Uh, <laughs> but uh, same thing with like mom. I was like, they they got the right actor for her role. Like mm-hmm. um, she was absolutely hilarious. She was. She stayed back. The reason she got bit was because she was, what, concerned about a neighbor, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. The the phrase that I said that my girlfriend was like, yeah, that just sums up her character, which was, oh, I just don't want to make a fuss. Yeah. I just just don't want to. I don't want to get in the way, which is such a perfect mom character. Oh, yeah. But also specifically a British mom, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, And I was just looking at the IMD page here um, that website jim can i get another website yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to go over imdb yeah um uh, daddy issues improv comedy.com <laughs> which we'll okay, forward to uh, our to the instagram <laughs> and then back to, and then forward again from there to imdb yeah <laughs> perfect uh, yeah i was just looking at the other other actors within this and the guy that plays pete uh, the, the roommate, yeah, uh, so good. He's not in it too much, but he's just fan fantastic in it. You know, sort your fucking life out, mate. Yeah, uh, all all good. <laughs> no, uh, and his interactions he, with uh, with Nick Frost with Ed. Yeah, great. they're, they're the way he comes back as a zombie. Like that's a, that's such a 
attention filled moment because you you completely forget about Pete in in all of this. Yeah. And then he like pull slowly pulls that curtain shower curtain over and it's like uh 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 yeah sorry I didn't know you were in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just so so fun. You're like yeah, uh, he's but an also so scary at the same time. To- yeah, you're like, he's an asshole enough to look like that and kind of come at me like that. Like, he took an mm-hmm. extra second to be like, you zombie, man. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm, I I love that he circled back when, I mean, I was, when I when you saw him uh, as they were, like, rolling out and he, like, opened the front door. Um, mm-hmm. I love those little moments where they humanize them incredibly. They're just like, yeah. hey. Um, you're like, oh, he'll be back. Um, yeah. Oh, and so flawlessly, to be the one that actually takes Ed out, good. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, so 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 good. Uh, the one of my favorite parts of the the film uh, is another improv-y sort of thing, uh, almost like New Choice, where uh, when they're going over the plan. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So fun. Um, <sighs> which my favorite detail of that over and over. <laughs> I was gonna say my favorite detail of that is how he becomes more like his language becomes more. Uh, uh, free to saying that he's going to kill his stepdad because at first it's like (laughs) we'll take care of the stepdad we'll deal with the stepdad and then at the end it's just i'm gonna kill the stepdad yeah yeah Yeah, kill phil get mum go to the winchester have a nice pint and wait for all this to blow over yep (sighs) and the little (laughs) wink too oh it's so good yeah that those little montages are absolutely fantastic yeah Mm -hmm. plus it's a cup of tea a cup of tea then a pint yeah oh (laughs) I love that he decided to have a cup of tea with his mom in the middle of that whole, like, distress, too. Mm-hmm. Like, that just slowed the movie down for a quick second and also just kind of, like, I think that's the other thing I was very surprised, how much this movie warmed my heart. There's just these little tiny moments that I'm just like, that's so real. That's so real. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also used as tension to, um, because he needs to kill Phil at that point, mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm remembering that part. Right. Mm-hmm. How, much do you, how much do you love Phil? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, like, how much? <laughs> yeah. And he's just he's just buying time because he knows he doesn't want to kill Phil. Yeah. yeah. Had to kill his stepdad. Had to kill his mom. Oh. I lo- well, rough. I mean, he even him. Cont- OK, but him contemplating killing himself and Liz was pretty funny. Like, uh, mm-hmm. you, folks, if you haven't seen this movie, I sound like an asshole in this scenario. But uh, trust me, it's funny. It's hilarious because <laughs> yeah. him just acting out, just be like, all right. You know, I guess, you know, she's like, I, yeah. I couldn't stomach it. Yeah. Right. I couldn't mm-hmm. stomach it. I, I'm the same thing. Like if I was with my partner, I couldn't. St- I couldn't. I wouldn't trust myself to be able to do it afterwards. Or, or like I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't fuck guns in general. I don't want to do that. Ugh. I'd rather be the one taken out. Um, oh my god, that whole fucking scene is. Just, oh, in, including Ed just being like back and forth with like I don't mind being eaten, um, yeah. and then Go afterwards ahead. just being Hold like never mind. Actually, want- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And he has that cigarette. Oh, also mm-hmm. an Oscar-winning <laughs> moment. Great job, Ed. I think the gun is my favorite part of the entire movie because it's a literal Chekhov's gun because they mentioned it mm. earlier and then they put in a special effort to like show it and like give it a second to be like, and then there's a gun. Boom. Yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And I then just... they make the joke of like, it's not loaded or it's loaded. Of It's not loaded. Oh, of it's course it's loaded. loaded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but that was Ed's win. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, you needed him to have a win in all of this. Um, mm-hmm. Is that his only win? I mean, he got to play video games for the rest of his dead life. (laughs) And he saved, he held them off so that they can, they can get up. Um, But yeah, that, like you were saying, Kai, that is a, just such a great scene. And that's the other brilliant thing about this movie is that 
if they were to kill themselves there, mm-hmm. that's still a satisfactory end to this movie, this horror comedy. Like the two main people can can die in this. And it's like, OK, I can see how that can happen. And it's very well earned. But then them seeing that um, elevator button uh, for for deliveries and then they they go up and they're like, oh, going through it and getting saved at the at the end there with the cavalry coming in. Yeah. Oh, including the only thing, only the one sole survivor from the other group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's really sad is that here I'm thinking about the choice for them. I wonder in the writing room, like, like originally who was going to supposed to survive. Like in these kind of movies, I'm always questioning that. And I'm over here thinking about like the like the like the first one that comes to mind that really bothered me, and it's Deep Blue Sea. And <laughs> I'm just like, did did she survive? Actually, maybe I've seen both endings. No, LL Cool J survives, and honestly, just off the does piss, he? does he not? I don't know. I've never seen Deep Blue Sea. I've I'm only sure. ever seen the scene where uh, I, Samuel Jackson gets eaten. I'm mad because it's just the douchey <laughs> dude that survives at the end. I mean, and then also LL Cool J, but he's he gets to survive off of fear being pissed off because a shark ate his pet bird. So mm. that's obviously a person that needs to survive. They deserve sure. it. They deserve that win. Sure. But I don't know. I, I really thought Ed was going to win. I forgot because I hadn't seen this movie in so long. I forgot that the whole Ed dies and then he plays video games with him, which was such a wonderful joke to miss, like to not remember. Um, yeah. So mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Uh, the, the end of it always brings in thoughts like I find it hard to again, it's a movie for suspending belief. But then mm-hmm. I'm looking at uh, the like if that were to happen and we started using them for labor <laughs> like yeah. it's like the ethical stuff that goes that goes into that uh so I, I it's weird for me to think that the the government or even people that are around would allow them to i think they people would sooner be killed off yeah than yeah. to oh be made to do to do work or like an American Gladiator, basically, or whatever. Like, yeah. actually, no, I thought of Wild and Crazy Kids from Nickelodeon for some reason. But it just felt <laughs> yeah. very, like, Double Dare-level energy for the mm-hmm. zombies. And I'm like, this feels worse than making them push shopping carts. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That yeah. They just, that, I mean, I guess that's their job in a, in a movie and also in most comedy, heighten. Mm-hmm. I was just like, wow, okay, what else is they going to make them do? Um, yeah. I, I mean, did I also like, get uh, that that's a statement within itself that they're making within within the film and what would happen in our and I I almost could see it happening in our current sadly, society. Sadly, so could I. Yeah, and making them battle oh, yeah. each other and like mm-hmm. like we're all like chicken fights are terrible, but as soon as zombies happen, <laughs> I bet we'd all be like, yeah, maybe we should get an arena yeah. going. <laughs> oh, there was a video game that had that. Um, chicken fighting zombies. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> uh, Dead alive, maybe. Or oh, Dead Alive might be a. I I might be mistaken. Dead Alive might be that uh, uh that uh, that brain dead movie. Dead the Alive one with, is a movie. Yeah, the Peter Jackson movie. Mm. Ooh, what is the name of the movie? The video game I'm thinking of. It's Doesn't cool. Matter. You, you take you could you could take no. a second because I actually had a I had a question for you, Mike. Yeah. Do you think dogs can look up? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I just, it seems like a controversial <laughs> thing in the film. Um, yeah, I think dogs can look up. Yeah. All right. Thank you. I just I, I mean, think they they are at a level that they're always looking up at their owners. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. I just love that that was some <laughs> sort of unnecessary fight in this whole movie. Dogs I think it's brought up, up like three <laughs> yeah. or four times. I was like, yeah. this is the fight no one's having. And it felt like it was a bit that happened before they started rolling with the movie. Like someone mm-hmm. shoved it in the movie. <laughs> yeah. It's like, sure, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
Had Simon, they never heard Simon of Pegg Huskies? Simon was just like, I'm not letting that get cut. That is in the film. <laughs> it's, <laughs> my favorite, look up. it's my favorite joke. <sighs> Jim, did yeah, you find just, your answer? No, I, I instead looked up, can dogs look up? And the answer is yes, they can look up. But yeah. <laughs> but to a certain like point, like yeah. they can't. They to the can't point where look, their neck stops them? Yeah, such as <laughs> same the same with as with people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They oh, can't wow. go fully back. Yeah. Here we are thinking we're them. so so superior, but none of us can exorcist like look back. Like we're not that good. Yeah. Oh, uh, especially me after two years of virtual inactivity. Uh, Got a stretch. What you weren't doing? At. Very physical improv online like us. <laughs> no. No. Good no. for you. I'm very happy I was for you. <laughs> sitting back and running the improv, uh, <laughs> the the improv shows when we were doing the rated. Online oh. runs and study hall online. Uh, it was basically me doing the the tech for for that as we mm. as we went. Or study hall, I would actually appear in and uh, do some some things once in a while. But Nyarated is was always me just doing the the tech side of things. I think I'm a little jealous because I I think I needed every now and then to like take a take one off. I wish we rotated tech person. You know what I mean through the whole thing. Um, oh, you're doing tech for it. No, I wasn't. Mike actually usually did tech and also was in the show, if not mistaken. Or did Noah also help with it a little bit? Uh, oh, Mike Savitsky. He would. Yep. Uh, yeah, he did the. No, Noah did the tech mm-hmm. because we needed mm-hmm. someone outside to do it. Gotcha. There's definitely a few scenes. It's it's just a, it was a weird time to do it. But I think one thing I was uh, there's a few things that came out of it that I particularly really enjoyed. There was one scene where I was going to have surgery. Jim, were you the doctor? Uh, and I ripped open my chest, and then Nate accidentally turned his screen on, so like it, it appeared like he was <laughs> he coming was out of my chest. chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was an accidental moment that I'm just like, thank you, internet, you know, comedy. Yeah. This wouldn't have happened unless think like it's the what's I think I've said the bronze lining. What's worse than bronze? Um, it's like I don't want to say like, like a silver lining of the pandemic. It's just always bad to say that, but like. Uh. Yeah, uh, it brought it brought me into doing something and challenging myself in a way that I hadn't before. I even uh, I didn't have a proper desk for doing improv, so I put my computer on a cat tower, and I had a scene where I kind of <laughs> did more or less like the notebooky thing, where you're like they're hanging on a Ferris wheel, you know, casually uh, threatening to kill themselves in order to get a date, you know, sure. like lovers do. Yeah, as you do. <laughs> yeah, um, and it worked out in my favor that I actually like almost broke the cat tower and kind of oh, fumbled, and I was like. Eh. Very good, you know, for the for improv, anything, yeah, yeah. I had a improv. I was good. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say improv online is different. <laughs> it's yeah. it's kinda you kind of got to be the best of it is when you're in the room, uh, but when you uh, for me what we did was approached it as more or less a radio uh, deal and not so much a okay. uh, on as a television or a stage performance that just happens to be on zoom so we just basically you use the technology that you have and adapt to it rather than trying to just do it as you as you did before Uh, because all the things are still the same like you were talking about uh someone flipping their screen on that's your that's same those moments happen in improv too somebody uh almost edits and then doesn't edit uh they Mm -hmm. they end up getting pulled in the scene or they're standing there about to edit and then someone thinks that they've entered so there's it's all it's all the same. It's just the technology is changing the um, the the manner in which those techniques happen. Did you do one of the Fair Deal podcasts? 
episodes? I don't remember if you were on there. Okay. Uh, That was an interesting thing where, like, with online improv, we kind of started it by putting a square peg into a circle hole uh, for a little while. And then eventually we kind of figured out a way to make it work. And I think Fair Deal was one of those ways in which Joe was able to make uh, improv work. And similar like what you said, like a, it was more like a radio play where yeah. you you could you could hear the characters and they would say and like sometimes they would just say like, well, I'm washing my feet right now. And you're just like, OK, I can picture that in my mind's eye. I don't yeah. have to actually watch them wash their mm-hmm. feet. Yeah. Was it I think it was Rob O'Neill. Like he was like a neighbor upstairs was which I forget who I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on who he was on the episode with. But I just loved the talk back and forth that I could totally like the fact that they were in the same apartment building for fi- like I could feel it like I could feel one of them being 10 feet away having this argument but like above them in the other living room mm, yeah. it was just too too good uh my, yeah, I, my personal favorite was Caitlin Corkery was uh she did something where she was like uh, so, a, a car alarm started going off in the the background and then she was like oh sorry my husband's out in the car beeping the horn and then it just keeps going and going and going. <laughs> and she's like, I'm sorry. He's so persistent. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, lean into it. Uh, I I don't like it when people ignore stuff. Someone actually, uh, I was talking to them uh, about like on the podcast, like, what do you do when like dogs bark and stuff? I'm like, you talk about it. <laughs> um, you know, it's not ideal. You don't like, I, I don't have a really fancy studio. So sometimes I will get, you know, like the, I got two, uh, twin small beings upstairs running around embracing the journey of life um <laughs> so i mean that's gonna make it on here sometimes um yeah, yeah just gotta when we started doing it uh when we started and i was talking to this is pre-crossroads post fit uh when i took study hall mm-hmm. and i iterated and we we're talking about adapting those into online formats um the main thing that we talked about was that everybody's on this everybody's on the same level yeah everybody really was on the same level from Little theaters, little productions like us trying to do something online to the fucking multi-million dollar news networks were yep. all kind of learning as as they went. Not everybody was doing live streaming, so everybody was kind of learning yeah. in, Jim, the, in the Jim, moment. Jim from the office was like, I guess I'll have a TV show. I'm in my <laughs> yeah. house. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah really uh, sure. And video quality wasn't great. Sound wasn't great. Dogs were barking. Car alarms were, were going off. Um, the... Animals were crossing in front of the camera. Uh, so, yeah, who gi- who gives a shit? Like, yeah. the stakes were so low. Uh, why not just get up there and try something? And, I'll, and when we did go back in June of 2021 from doing months of various not-yet-rated runs, that first show back fucking killed. Right. It was so good. It was one of the most patient, fun... I think I was at that Homage... One. Uh, it was like one of the homage rather it was it was exactly what we go for with not rated just like with Shaun of the Dead it was it was an homage it wasn't a parody Uh, we're not doing those winky kind we try not to do those winky kind of things that like Mm -hmm. when we use a trope we're letting the audience know we're using a trope because we tell them Uh, it's more just all very natural and it was one of the most patient shows that they that they they have done Um, and I think that's because well I know that's because we spent months only having the voice and mm-hmm. eyes, eyes and ears. Uh, we couldn't get up and do things. You could only listen. 
I think with that comes shared vulnerability and also uh, you have to make the intention to be present with each other, right? And that's such mm -hmm. a sharpened skill that you like, to do that. So when you bring that live, that absolutely makes sense. If we didn't, do, like, thank you, Joe Gates, for giving us online improv, because if we didn't, when we did that show, we would have been a mess if we weren't doing, uh, well, if we weren't leaning into, okay, now what do we do? Um, yep. mm -hmm. Because... Yeah, you could just give up or you could do online improv, folks. Um, <laughs> no, you can, you can, you can, yeah, find a, find a solution together. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what, that's what improv is, right? It's finding a solution together. Yeah. Susan Messing, uh, one of my improv mentors, uh, one of her quotes that always sticks with me is, if you're not having fun, you're the asshole. Yeah. So mm -hmm. find, find your fun, whatever, whether it's a, in a scene, in a mm -hmm. show, or a different format of of improv. Find find the fun. Uh, if you for the people, because then there's a bunch of them who are like, ah, imp online improv is not my thing. Mm. I can understand that. But are you an improviser? You know, get up and get up and do it. Find a way to make it make it fun for yourself. Uh, find that new skill. Strengthen something. Yeah. We're actually formulating a Jim. I'm sorry. Don't be upset. Don't tell the other daddies just yet. But uh, I don't know. Maybe I already told you this. But uh, my class out here that I've had for 301 and 401 is starting a group because um, that's what you do. Nice. Mm -hmm. um, and one of one of my uh, you know group members they took 101 uh, and 201 online. So they only they came into this into like 301 was the first like in real life, and they were like awesome. Like it, they were like same thing. <laughs> But you get this part of me, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like for the most part. Obviously, there's ways to use. You don't have to just be the person in the you know, box or anything like that. But it was just, yeah. that's it gotta, was, yeah. It's got to be pretty gnarly to just. That's got to be an interesting way to do it because 101. One of the big things about doing a 101 for the first time is uh, breaking through uh, that barrier that you have of getting up in front of a bunch of people and mm -hmm. just doing an embarrassing thing, and it's totally fine because everyone else is doing it. So it's fun. Like, just yep. have fun with it. Uh, mm -hmm. So it must be interesting going into 301 without that initial thing. Oh, God. I I just, I found myself during our practices saying something and being like, and now I want to shut off my camera and go away. <laughs> In class, <laughs> yeah. you're at least along a wall all watching the same thing. And like, but now I'm here and everyone knows I'm here. Uh, it's just, I don't know. Mm -hmm. There's something about it. It's just a different level. It's just a different level of joyous anxiety that reminds me that I'm alive and I'm doing something creative and being vulnerable. Yeah. I yeah. think I'm, I'm grateful for even the anxious moments during class. Oh. Yeah. Um, with that said, uh, well done. I think we have at a point where we can do uh, some final notes. Oh, I got some things <laughs> I want to make sure that just to sneak into about, this episode. About yeah. improv or about COVID or big box lives. <laughs> um, about Red Crest fried chicken. Just because I, I need to say big <laughs> business, please. <laughs> <laughs> They're chicken. Mm. <laughs> Rotisserie chicken. Well, Mike, I'll give you the first option. Is there something that you wanted to make sure that we talked about? Uh, just the way that they handle a normal person, quote unquote, right? This traveling through a zombie apocalypse, uh, from not necessarily knowing what's going on to hearing about it, and then like Ed, there's someone in the yard, you know, there's there's what's she doing out there? And then she like turns around and she's clearly a zombie, but they're just like. Oh, she's fucking drunk, my yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, uh, excuse me, uh, looks at her name tag, Mary. <laughs> like just 
the way that they're hand they handled all of those moments all of it is so well written but also feels very improv-y at the at the same time all of the little moments like you mentioned before uh you've got red on you the smoking uh the uh what's the oh i'm sorry sean what what are you talking about no Oh, I'm sorry, Sean. Any oh, of and yeah. yeah, silent but deadly. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, even up until the end, because it comes back like three times. Sorry, the rules yeah. of uh, rule of three. Right. Um, yeah, just the way that they handle that that one person discovering and finding themselves and finding their 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 courage and because uh, yeah, he was just another. It's weird too because in is it? I think the Dawn of the Dead remake. Mm-hmm. The one guy is a red crest fried chicken employee. <laughs> he's oh, no, a wait, former, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he's a former uh, red crest fried chicken employee. Because um, I because when they're talking about it, it's like what you do before this work the best. I'm pretty sure I'm almost positive he says that he he's, he worked at a red crest fried chicken. Um, so you have him in this one, and you have Sean who's working at a like, I guess a Radio Shacky sort of right. sort of place. Um, no, this is the moment to reinvent yourself. I mean, you thought going yeah. to a new school was cool. Zombie apocalypse, you can be anybody you want. <laughs> anybody you want. Um, yeah, and there's there's a kind of a resurgence of, of zombie stuff. Uh, it comes in waves. You had Walking Dead who has killed itself time and yeah. time again <laughs> like it's yeah. it's so it's been so it's been done for years i watch every single episode yes, this no, is the final season i complain about it and i watch all of it I, oh, i'm the, right there with you yeah i i, I have the, the compendiums and i i love the comic books and the, or excuse me the graphic novels so much <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i apologize I, I i apologize uh and then <laughs> to have it kind of just be what it is from time to time i'm just like why why is this such a slog stop i don't care yeah. about this yeah yeah um, uh the one that I would recommend that's fairly recent is the Korean one on Netflix. What's it called? Uh, what what is it called? That's a that's a good question. It's something Jim, that's like your job. We are all dead. No, it's something it's something like that. Mm-hmm. We are we are all we are all dead. Uh, but that's very very good. And the Train to Busan. That's not very recent, but that is you have. The Night of the Living Dead, Shaun of the Dead type zombies. Then you have the Dawn of the Dead type zombies, which are quick running yeah, 28 fast, days yeah. later. And then there is the next level, which for me is the Train to Busan and this show, which they are just kind of like all twitchy sort oh, of adding, okay, adding so that. Like, yeah, yeah, almost like the, the, the ghost from the ring coming out of the screen, but moving with you. such oh. speed. Yeah, yeah. It I mean, freaks oh, me out, and I love it. No, I like that. I'm getting uncomfortable just as it is. I mean, I'm also having flashbacks to the, when they ran over that guy in the car in Shaun of the Dead, and he had his leg tilted <laughs> over <laughs> itself. Just <laughs> like, are you yeah. all right? <laughs> no, no, he's not all right. Uh, psst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think. Psst. No, but oh, just yeah, bones <sighs> cracking kind of stuff. Mm, yeah. No. Nope. Big fan uh, of Ed going out of his. By the way, big fan of Ed going out of his way to hit all the zombies. Like you can uh, see, there's yeah. a couple times where he <laughs> <laughs> turns into it. Mm-hmm. Also, when he uses the the car, uh, but he sees the jag, uh, mm-hmm. and they pull, they go in, they're dealing with him, and then he's like, "Oh, sorry, like, you know, <laughs> I crashed the other car because we go to take the jag." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Ooh. Yeah. Also, thought- another funny reveal because he's standing in front mm-hmm. of the car, and then he moves out of the way. Mm-hmm. 
Well, like they did yeah. that so well. I mean, that was that, like I think that was uh, just off the get go. It had me laughing because I watched this movie at six thirty this morning. I went to work with laughs in me from it, which is just such a weird way to start the day, <laughs> just to start with comedy. Um, yeah. But just right away with them having this serious conversation about their relationship, mentioning people that are right next to them, and that's the reveal is that they're right mm-hmm. next to them is so good. Oh yeah, it's such a stupid yeah. small thing, but it's so good at the pub. Yeah. Oh no. Um. Yeah. Uh, Jim, do you got a couple things? Uh, I'm sorry, actually, Mike, did you have another? Uh, no, not that I can think of at the moment. Okay. I mean, feel free to popcorn if there's something that comes up. Jim, sure. did you have one? Um, uh, I I had said it briefly earlier, but I like uh, Pete because Pete is Darth Maul. That's the voice is of he? Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. Oh, no way, really? Shit. He has a very, very funny story about him recording the voice of Darth Maul and being directed <laughs> by uh, George Lucas. Mm. Because George Lucas essentially, because George Lucas is famous for being very terrible at directing <laughs> actors, and he, essentially his uh, uh, his directions were like, "All right, could you do it like a little more evil this time?" <laughs> Great, <laughs> like he was like, that "Okay, Doctor Evil <laughs> or Lorne Michaels." Yeah, I guess I, I guess my impression of uh, <laughs> George Lucas is Lorne Michaels. <laughs> yeah, slash Doctor Evil. <laughs> Oh no! Is is Mike Myers doing an impression of uh, Lauren Michaels for Doctor Evil? I is know it's really supposed to be uh, Blofeld, but uh, he, really yeah, Blofeld he's, he's doing like. he's doing a yeah. It's, it's Lauren Michaels is a inspiration for Doctor Evil. Really, I, I didn't I know like that. I, I I feel like that's something I like was like I scrolled on my phone and found out. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that I'm like, yeah, you remember, you know, when you're taking a poop, you learn this information okay, and then you just forget yeah. it later. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. where else mm-hmm. do you get your news like that? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Sorry, we got a little personal. I apologize, everyone. That's that's a fun <laughs> fact. I look up Mike Myers when I'm pooping. All right. That's, the thing. <laughs> yeah. that's just got where a new uh, show coming out. Uh, what, a podcast like everybody else? No, a, a, a television. <laughs> I think it's on HBO. I'm not positive. They're giving him uh, a TV show? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, something built around the Illuminati or something, oh, okay. uh, where he's playing multiple characters again. Uh, I'm glad to see it. I would I would watch another Austin Powers. Oh, yeah. well, I think we'll it's ha- great. We'll watch them eventually. Uh, who are they going to put in the the fourth one? What do you mean? I, would, I, I don't know if there is going to be a fourth one. I would watch a. I would watch another one. Oh no, I'm just thinking about who they're. I mean, they went Beyonce for the third. So I mean, how do you oh, right. do Beyonce? <laughs> who are they bring yeah. into that? You know. So we'll see. Yeah. I'm very curious who they're going to bring into that movie. Mike um, Myers. Jim, uh, I wish he was in more things. Oh yeah. After after Love Guru, he kind of uh, disappeared and started doing like like I love what he's in Inglorious Bastards and uh, yeah. or uh, he's in Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just kind of shows up in things. You're like, hey. Mike Myers, Studio Fifty Four okay. a while back. Mm-hmm. What's What's yeah. weird for me is when I think Mike Myers, the first one that comes to mind is the one that I, for whatever reason, just saw way too many times as a kid, and it, there's no reason why that would be the Mike Myers movie. And it's so, uh, so I married an ex murder. One of my oh, favorites, yeah. right? And Miriam, it's, head. it's just Look at him, the size of it, boy's head. It's yeah. Just him being his dad, like, is so mm-hmm. good. Um, yeah, I don't know. And then I know that it's the guy from uh, Empire Records. Um, am I wrong? Rex his Manning, bu- his buddy. No, not Rex Manning. The guy who runs, <laughs> uh, the guy who runs the shop, uh, is his buddy in So I Married an Axe Murderer, which is mm. a weird pull for me. Oh yeah, yeah, Anthony. Yeah. 
Is it? Is that who it is? Anthony Napoleon? I'm, tr- I'm trying oh, yeah. to imagine. Yeah, yeah, you got it. What's with today? Today, uh, guy talking to him, and it's Joe. I feel like he plays a guy named Joe. I don't know. This is this is 34 year old brain doing its best after COVID because <laughs> I heard you lose memory thoughts, y'all. This oh is, no! This is what it's choosing to hold on to. This information. <laughs> yeah, I'm you so get happy. Get to choose. Get yeah. to choose which memories you don't want to keep. Oh well. <laughs> uh, oh, like am I gonna make a star joke? I don't remember <laughs> most of my childhood, Mike, and I believe that's just trauma doing its natural job, oh, which is mm. great. <laughs> no, it's great. <laughs> I love it because honestly, I was just like, yeah, some of those were shitty, anyways. I got my buddies to remind me about how much of a uh, jackasses they were back in the mm-hmm. day, anyways. I loved growing up in the jackass era. Let me tell you. <laughs> Oh, what a good time for strong male bonding okay. friends. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I grew up with a bunch of Johnny Knoxville uh, clowns, and I love these boys, but oh, my God. Were we it was stupid? a weird – there was a weird overlap period where you had the jackass uh, mm-hmm. fad. Like you had the yeah. show, and then you had people yeah. out there in the world trying to do jackass things. Oh, it was but perfect. Then there was, was also like the other – like, Yeah. Uh, the other side of that was like the backdoor wrestling. <laughs> there was, mm-hmm. there was yeah. like a weird overlap yeah. of, of that in, I would say, like the mid-90s, maybe late 90s. Um, and then there was the middle ground, which was, in my opinion, like CKY stuff, where that's where, like, even though Bam, like, Margera worked into Jackass, I felt that he was mm. a little bit more backyard wrestling kind of stupid stuff, you know? Mm. Like, let's see what stuff we can blow up, how many oh. ways can, like, uh, I felt like... This is even probably why I like, like mankind so much. It just was like, what the fuck are they going to throw someone on now? Like, what's going to go yeah. down? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's only so many things you can land on. Yeah. Well, mankind proved that. It was just like, I guess I'll need a dude love and also Cactus Jack. Like, I'm kind of bored yeah. with this guy. Yeah, yeah. It was it was an evolution of skateboarding videos. Like, skateboarding videos <laughs> were just like regular videos, and then they put music over it. And then slowly over time, especially after that one with Jason Lee, they like, they were like, oh, what if we like did stunts in them? That'd be no, crazy. Hurt ourselves. That'd be and crazy. then slowly, yeah, those became <laughs> the norm. Like, it was no more skate videos. It was just uh, doing stunts. And then that's how CKY came out and Jackass came out and all that. Mm-hmm. I want to apologize to anyone that lived on Red Crest Street. Jim, I'm going to need streets after this. And Fried Chicken Street. All those uh, garbage bins that got knocked over with a 1990 Toyota Corolla, that was fucked up, dude. I'm <laughs> sorry. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> that was my bad. Yeah. Uh, I remember being the friend, though, that was out of the whole thing. Be like, I don't know, guys. Seems kind of mean. <laughs> <laughs> but I had a license first. Um, all right. So <laughs> my final note, Hi, final note. <laughs> is just uh, keep it together. Stay sharp and follow me. Um, there was a couple uh, lines. I was just going to toss a few that really I liked. Um I like that he wanted to be somewhere familiar. I want to know where the exits yeah. are, and mm-hmm. I want to be able to uh, like allowed to smoke. I thought that that specific uh, specification was great. Um, Ed broke me with, "We're coming to get you, Barbara." I don't know why that made me laugh so hard. <laughs> A line that George Romero didn't catch. They 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 showed uh, the movie to George Romero, and they were like, "So what do you think about that? They're coming to get you, Barbara." Line. He was like, "Oh, I didn't even notice that." <laughs> um. Uh, fuck a doodle do that i don't know why it caught me and made me laugh mm-hmm. one of the small ones that made me chuckle was well, yeah the place with all the fish the aquarium <laughs> <laughs> oh did you um, notice that in the did you notice in the phone book it was called uh what was it uh Fosolis or something like that and then colon the place with it, all the fish of course it was <laughs> so I'm going to just reinforce this movie's great uh, for a reason you were talking about how wonderful uh, Philadelphia improvisers can be, obviously, since you've seen them live recently. Uh, it's patient. The movie's patient. It's very patient with mm-hmm. its jokes. Uh, the callbacks don't feel like 
hammy. They feel well placed and deserved. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel great about this movie. Thank you, um, Patreon supporters, for making us watch this movie. Um, <laughs> I mean, we give you the options, but thank you for choosing this one. It was, uh, yeah. it's a fun journey, and I'm really curious to see. Oh, I don't remember watching. I never saw the World's End, uh, and I don't haven't seen Hot Fuzz in a very long time. So we'll see if it continues to be a joyous run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're both great. Yeah, I'm in the exact same boat. I haven't seen Hot Fuzz in 10 years, and then I haven't seen At World's End at all, so I'm very excited. I, I think all I remember is that a nun gets pierced and speared right through the face, and that's, I think, the only <laughs> thing I remember from that movie. Yeah, I think if you're going uh, top three, three, two, one, uh, it's World's End, Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it makes it seem like it's diminishing returns, but no, it's just slightly, just each, Shaun of the Dead just slightly better than... Uh, uh, Hot Fuzz, and I don't know about At World's End, but I heard it's not as good, but it's still good. Well, we get yeah, to see it's... Jim from the British office again, right? Because he's in that one. Is he? Mm, I remember now. Bilbo Baggins. What's his name? Martin, Martin Freeman. Freeman. God, I'm so sorry. Uh, he's the colonizer in um, uh, Black Panther. Yes. That's what she, yeah, I love that he's she also, that. Uh, He's also Watson in Sherlock. <laughs> Let's just keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> Um, it's also uh, Edward, N- what's his name? Niger in uh, Fargo. First season of oh, Fargo. Oh, yeah. Or Lester. Yeah, he plays the, um, the William Lester? H. Macy role. Except yeah. different person, but same role. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. Well, I'm well. glad we got a little love for him on here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of giving some love, uh, Mike, I want to give some to you, but also if you'd like to give some love... Um, I don't know if I specified this before, but feel free to give some love to some things uh, you're proud of, uh, some things you're proud of other people doing, whatever you want. Promote a couple things. Sure. Uh, well, Crossroads Comedy Theater. Uh, go to xroadscomedy.com for information on shows that we do. Uh, we have one coming up where we're partnering with the Philly Fringe, uh, with Fringe Arts. Uh, it has several performers that we've we pulled together to open up for Sarah Squirm, Sarah Sherman from SNL. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. That is on Saturday, hey. April 30th. Uh, so if you, I think if I think the show starts at eight and then it runs into the uh, headline act, Sarah, Sarah Sherman, Sarah Squirm. Um, and that's going to have uh, Shannon Fahey, a great local performer, uh, Alyssa Alduki, Alejandro Morales, and uh, Nick Gillette, Fred Brown, and uh, some of his friends remounting their fringe hit, uh, Eurotivy. And I'm probably not saying that correctly, but it's uh, uh, it's an improvised uh, piece, which is going to be a good time. So that's on April 30th. And then Crossroads shows proper will be back in July with sporadic things uh, like class shows and whatnot between now and then. Uh, and we do podcasts. We do our own our own podcasts. I just was just recording Better Call Saul's podcast, Breaking Goodman. That will be coming out very soon because Breaking or um, Better Call Saul comes back on Monday, uh, the twenty. What is that? Yeah, I'm very grateful that I get more of it. Monday After the 18th. Completely plowing through all of that. I need it. I need it. Need it now. <laughs> yeah, and we have. Uh, Lord of the. I do a Lord of the Rings podcast called The Beacons Are Lit, which is currently going through. We just finished multiple episodes going through Fellowship of the Ring. Then we have uh, an episode where we'll look back on that. And then we're going to be doing Breaking Down the Two Towers and Return of the King, leading into the Rings of Power for 
Amazon, the Amazon Prime series. There's a Star Trek podcast called The Prime Subjective. Uh, we just recorded the last episode, well, penultimate episode of Eavesdropping, a Killing Eve podcast for people that like that show. So go to xroadscomedy.com for information on all the shit we do. Hell yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot of stuff. And as far as what other people are doing, um, one of the more consistently performing things in comedy right now, two of them are the end crowd. Uh, you can mm-hmm. see them both online and in person. They've been around Philly for something like 17, 18 years at this point. Yep. And comedy sports, uh, comedy sports, Philly, uh, isn't just comedy sports. They do a bunch of other things there as well. Um, thank you places, which has performed with us as guest performances for a few times now also has a recurring show with uh, comedy sports. So nice. check out Philly comedy in general, just go to Google type in Philly comedy shows and there's a lot of stuff to see. Uh, and we're working, we're now working together. We had a meeting uh, recently, a bunch of Philly comedy show producers mm-hmm. to kind of work together more yes. uh, to help each other out and create a more uh, cohesive Yep. scene and uh not because it's not like we weren't working together uh, working against each other before it's just there wasn't a lot of working together yeah mm-hmm. that's uh, good so to see that something we're looking to do more of i think um so yeah philly comedy in general check it out uh, oh and one other thing because i'm currently plowing through it myself is the last kingdom on netflix that looks it real, is that it is a very game of thrones like show mm-hmm which lacks a lot of the shit that weighed down Game of Thrones. I gave up on Game of Thrones in like season five, so I'm looking forward to checking something else that hopefully won't want to make me give up on it. It, and is, I, it is so good. I literally just finished the the uh, fifth book two days ago, so I need something to scratch that itch now. Oh, yeah, because awesome. it's going to be a while. <laughs> <laughs> going to be uh, a while. If ever. I will say, everybody who's listening, all of that information is available in how you got here. It's in a description or it's in a post. Um, so I made it real easy for you to just click on stuff, uh, to follow stuff, to support people who are trying to do things that bring them joy, uh, which in these hard times, joy is so important. Uh, I hope you're giving some of it to yourself. I hope you're finding places for it. And then when you feel that joy, just imagine how much it brings to all of us out here just trying to be silly, do some make ups and just be alive and be present. So, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, support uh, live comedy everywhere. If you're in the Philadelphia area, we just made it real easy for you. Follow the links. Uh, Jim, do you have anything to say to our our guests or uh, also to our listeners? Um, I love you. <laughs> is that for Mike or is that for the listeners? All the above. Yes. <laughs> Good. That was it. Uh, Mike, thank you so much. <laughs> we appreciate you coming on and talking yep. to us about this. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you both. Thank you. I love you, Jim. I love you too. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Rotten Treasure. And on Instagram at Rotten underscore Treasure. And on Twitter at Rotten Treasure. And go to patreon.com slash Rotten Treasure for bonus episodes, early episode release, and a vote for the next series. And be sure to give us a five-star rating and review us on any of your available podcast apps. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Perfect.